0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the Legacy Church podcast. Legacy Church is a multi-generational church that exists to worship God, become like Jesus and bring hope to our community. Today, we're sharing a message from our current series. We believe that the word of God is powerful and has real life application to our lives today. We hope that this message encourages you. Get connected and learn more about us by visiting our website at lgcy.church. Hello, Legacy Church, Pastor Matt here. It is so good to see you online today. Whatever day you are watching, we want to welcome you today. We are continuing in a series that we are calling our Vision Series. And uh, every year, God gives us a word uh, for the house that we can kind of stand around and gather around. And so today, we're going to be continuing in that as we last week revealed the words that God has given Legacy Church for this year of 2023. If you weren't able to watch last week, we... I'm gonna give you a quick recap just to catch you up. If you didn't get to watch it, I would encourage you to go back and watch that. You can watch that on YouTube, you can watch that on Facebook, and you can watch that on our website, lgcy.church. The first thing that we talked about last week is vision. We were talking about how vision is important. So vision is valuable. Vision is valuable because the Bible says that without vision, the people perish. It says that in Proverbs 29, 18. I love the message version. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. See, what we have to understand is we all have sight. Sight is what we can see with our eyes open, but vision, vision is what we can see with our eyes closed. And so we have to understand that vision is valuable. If you know Helen Keller, she was an American author and she was a disability rights advocate, also a political activist. And Helen Keller was born both blind and deaf, but here's something that she said. She said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight. but no vision, come on, that's deep. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. Number two, vision must be visible. Habakkuk 2:2 2, 2, we can see that it says and the Lord answered me write the vision make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it in other words make it plain so that even if you're on the move you can understand the vision number three vision must be vast we went into Genesis 15 and we talked about Abram and uh, Abram had called God or God had called Abram outside and he said look up into the stars and if you can count them that's how many descendants you will have see what we have to understand is that vision is usually outside of where we, were com- where we are comfortable. It's outside of that moment, that outside of that comfortability. He said in this moment, God said, if you can count the stars, if you can count the stars, that's how many descendants you will have. And so vision must be vast. Number four, vision is a verb. Your vision should have action behind it. See, God gives us something, he gives us a plan, he gives us a vision, and sometimes we don't understand how that can be obtainable, but there are steps that need to be taken to pursue that, to move towards that. What action do we need to take? when it comes to the vision that God has given us. And then number five is vision must be valid. See, the only way that we can know that it comes from a valid source is if it comes from God. See, a lot of times we work our own vision, we work our own dreams, and those things can tend to fizzle out, they can tend to fall by the wayside, but when a vision comes from God, it is valid and he will see it, Through, did that vision come from a valid source? So that leads us to the words that God has given us Legacy Church for 2023. And usually, like I said, it's one word, but God this year has given us two words. The first word was that he would take us farther in this next season. And then the second word is deeper, which Pastor Rachel, my wife, will uh, speak on next week. So I would encourage you to tune into that. But today, I'm gonna camp on the word farther. Ephesians 3.20 is what came uh, to my spirit as I began to study for this and as I began to pray uh, about this. Ephesians 3.20 in the message says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. The voice translation, which is also a good version, says this. Now to the God who can do so many awe-inspiring things immeasurable things, things greater than we could ever ask or imagine, through the power at work within us. To him be all the glory, to the church, and in Jesus the anointed, from this generation to the next, forever and ever. Amen." See, when God is in control, I believe that we will go farther than anybody could ever ask, think, or imagine. Farther than we ever thought it was possible. I believe that whatever God shows us for Legacy Church, that what God shows us for this house, is also for your house. Because you are the church. You are the church wherever you go. And so when God gives a word, I believe it's reflected on your house. See, as I speak today, I want to speak uh, almost from a place of I wanna speak from a place that uh, makes your faith arise to another level. Whatever you have been through, whatever you have seen, whatever even has been your limit over the last number of years, I believe that God is going to push us farther this year in 2023. Philippians 1.6 says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. See, I believe in this year of 2023 that God is about to take you farther, farther than you could ever think, farther than you could ever imagine. If you uh, submit yourself to him and what he's asking you to do and what he's calling you to do, I believe that he will take you farther. See, today, I want you to receive it by faith. I want you to, uh, and don't just see it with eyes that are skeptical, but I want you to see what God has for you, that he has called you to something farther farther and deeper in this year of 2023. One of the definitions of farther is this. It says, uh, at, to, or by a great distance, which is used to indicate the extent to which one thing is distant from another. See, maybe uh, in this, as we're thinking about this word farther, uh, when we are going farther, we are going closer to something. But when we are going closer to something, that means that we have to go farther away from something else. See, many times when God wants to take us farther, he wants to take us farther away from where we have been, farther away from those past mindsets, farther away from those past attitudes, farther away from those thought processes that we have lived through. See, I believe that God is going to take us farther away from what seems normal to us in this year. There are certain moments when we look back, when we reflect back and we look at our life and and we say, and I've said this many times myself, I thought that I would be farther along. By the age of 30, I thought I would be farther along. I thought everything would be easier. I thought I would have enough money to do everything I needed to do. But there was a certain point in my life where I asked God, and I think we've all asked God these questions before. God, why am I not where I thought I was supposed to be at this time in my life? God, why am I not living in the place that I I had a vision to live in at this time in my life? At some point, we all ask this question, God, why in this moment, why at the age of 30, have I not found the love of my life? Come on, if you're still looking, put your hand and your phone number up. Somebody maybe call you. God, why am I not? in the financial position that I believed I would be in by this time. And every time I ask God this question, and I don't know about you, but every time I ask God this question, God, why, God, why is my situation this way? Anytime I've asked this question, the response is usually, are you done doing it your way? See, I think a lot of us, we've tried to do things our way. We've tried to uh, strive for success. We've tried to strive for certain things instead of positioning ourselves beside God and allowing him to do the work. Another definition for farther is this, beyond the point that has already been reached or a distance that has already been covered. See, some of us are sitting at a place that we've been sitting at for the last five years. Maybe you've been sitting at that place for the last 10 years, maybe the last 15 years, wondering, is this it? Is this all that is my, that my life is supposed to be? Wondering, is there anything more for me? Or is this uh, the top? Is this the top of the mountain? Some of you have dreams that have died in the last five years. Some of you have dreams that have died in the last 20 years, or dreams that you've placed on a shelf and they've gone there to die. Some of you have forgotten uh, what God had placed in in you a long time ago. I want to tell you that I believe God wants to take us beyond our own thinking. God wants to take us beyond our limits, beyond the place that we have been at in this past year. He wants to take us farther. The last definition of farther that I want to talk about today is this, at or to move advanced, successful, or desirable stage. In other words, I believe what God is saying is I want to take you farther, farther than the limit that you are currently at. Whatever your limit is at today, whatever your limit was in 2022, I believe God is going to take us farther. See, when you believe that, When you believe that because of your education, you will only be able to work this job that you qualify for, I believe that God is saying, I want to take you farther. I want to take you beyond that place. Or maybe because of the abuse that you experienced growing up or an abusive relationship that you have been through, you've been at a place where you don't think you can trust anyone any longer. And I'm here to tell you today that God wants to take you farther than that, farther than your norm, farther than in that mindset see sometimes we have to push our faith farther than where we are comfortable can you say can maybe you can type in the chat if you're watching type in farther he wants to take me farther in 2023 see many of us we don't believe we don't believe because we don't believe we don't tend to step out in faith like we are called to do what they said is what we believe you know, what the doctor told me, and and I've been in a lot of hospitals this year with my wife going through uh, some cancer stuff, and so I've been through a lot of hospitals this year. I've been through a lot of doctor's appointments and, and things this year, and so we can tend to just hear what the doctor says and believe that's how it's going to be, but I think what's so interesting is when we hear that and we believe that, and then we just regurgitate that, is that that is the fact, but we forget that Jesus died on the cross for us. He died for our healing. He took everything upon his shoulders on that cross so that we would be healed. It says that by his stripes we are healed. So we forget that. We forget that he's our healer. And we've never believed beyond the diagnosis. And what we should be standing in authority with faith over turns into a wish for us. Well, I wish that I would no longer be dealing with this. See, the enemy's plan for our life is to keep us in the same place. He never wants us to progress past our last failure. Even when you do something great, come on, You know we all know even when we do something great, even in the middle of a victory, the enemy tries to remind us of something that happened 15 years ago. He tries to get us back to a place that could have been 10 years ago and you haven't thought about it in 10 years. But in that moment of victory, the enemy tries to bring it back up. Oh, you remember that time you failed? Oh, you remember that time you were back there in, in that apartment with that person? Oh, do you remember that time? Sure, in the moments of growth, in the moments of... Of victory, he's still trying to discount our success and is trying to discount and reminding us of our past failures, trying to convince us that we can't go beyond that point of our lives trying to convince us that we've disqualified ourselves instead of, uh, instead of us, you know, confessing to God what we went through, confessing to God those sins our failures, those past moments the enemy tries to get us to hide. And we see that when we look at Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis. If Adam in that moment and Eve in that moment as they ate the apple would have went to God and confessed, It would have been a whole different story. It would have been, it probably would have ended in that moment and they would have went on from that place. But instead of confessing what they did in that moment and what they did in that time, they made their, they started making their own provisions. They started making their own clothes. They started doing these things so they covered themselves and they hid themselves. And they hid themselves instead of taking this to God Instead of taking this to God in the place where they had been conversing with him and talking with him. And so because of that, they stopped coming to the meeting place. They stopped coming to the place where maybe we could look at it and call it, that was church for them in that moment. They stopped putting themselves in front of the presence of God. See, I believe that people don't come to church because they are what they are going through. I've heard people say, I, I just, I wanted to come to church, but I've just been going through it. See, I believe if you were going through it and you didn't come to church, when in fact you, you came to church because you were going through it, you probably wouldn't have been walking through it very long because not only would God have stepped in, but you have a community of believers that would have stepped in and would have helped you walk through that situation. See, but because we have not submitted ourselves to the presence of God, it seems to get worse. Our problems seem to get worse and we seem to be stuck at the same place that we've been at for the last season of our lives. See, I bet in that moment, Come on, we all know, husbands, if you're, you're listening today, we all know. Uh, if we were to look at this passage, maybe as a movie, we all know in that moment, Eve was probably like, come on, Adam, admit it, it's really your fault, admit it, God's asking, admit it. Uh, and he said, well, you know, he said this to God, well, God, it's because we were naked that we hid. And God goes on and said, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that I wouldn't provide for you? See, the enemy lies and tries to tell us that God won't do the thing that he is going to do, so we hide in our failures, so we tend to hide in our sin. And so there we are hiding in a dark place because we believe that God won't do what he said he would do. But the last time that I checked, one of his names was Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, the God who is with us, he meets all of our needs. But because we don't believe, that we still find ourselves in the same places that we've been in for the last three years, for the last four years. But but. Let me tell you this, when you submit yourself to him, God will take us farther than we have ever been before. He wants to take us farther than the places that we have been stuck at for the last number of years, farther than the places that we were stuck at in 2022. God wants to take us farther. He plans to take you to a new place this year. He plans to take you to a place that's after the failure. Uh, he, he, t- he plans to take you farther to the places, uh, farther than the places that you have been stuck in for those th- periods of time. Isaiah 43, verses 16 to 21 is where I kind of want to camp at for just the next few moments. And it, it, in this passage, which I, Isaiah the prophet, and he was speaking to the children of Israel on behalf of God. And this is what it says in verse 43. It says, I am the Lord who opened the way through the waters, making a dry path through the seas. I called forth the mighty, army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses i drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like like a smoldering candlewick. he was saying i've saved you in this moment that the armies were coming to get you that the, that the chariots were coming i've saved you i've delivered you i've healed you from these uh, places i've delivered you from the armies i've called out the armies But see, in our minds, in that moment, as we, maybe if we were to position ourselves there, and visually what we would look at, if we were stuck there in that moment, knowing that there was an enemy coming to get us. See, I believe that our faith standing at that sea would likely be uh, from a position of, oh God, if you would just bring a boat so that I can get to the other side. God, if you would just bring some sort of barge, if you would bring some sort of party boat so that I can get to the other side and I can be saved. But what did God do in that moment? when the sea split open. When the Red Sea split open, he turned the sea, instead of bringing boats, instead of bringing some other form that would have saved them, he turned what was a sea into a four-lane highway so that they could walk to the other side. See, if this would have happened to us in in our lives, if this would have happened to us in these moments, come on, this would have been a story that we would tell forever. This would be a story that we would tell our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids. This would be a story that would live on forever in our family history, but going on into verse 18, and this is what's so interesting. Come on, this amazing thing happened to them where the sea split open, and they were able to walk to the other side, but this is what verse 18 says. It says, but forget all that. Forget that amazing miracle that just took place. Forget it, because it is nothing compared to what I am going to do. See, the greatest miracle that you've ever seen, forget all that the greatest, uh, maybe the job that you have that you didn't qualify for, forget all that. For what he's about to do, he's going to do something new. Continuing in verse 19, it says, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? See, in that moment, I believe he's talking about He's talking about vision. Do you not see what I'm already doing? Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. See, he's saying, I will make rivers in dry wasteland. I will make rivers in desert places. See, when God springs up living water in dry areas, it's a miracle. It's a miracle to see something that is dead and something that is dry, to have something living and forceful in the middle of it. God is saying, and I believe this is what God is saying to us, that God is saying, I'm about to take you farther because he's looking for dry areas in our life that he can spring up new life, that he can spring up rivers, that he can spring up large bodies, things that are moving at a fast pace. He's going to bring new life. He's going to bring new rivers into these desert areas. of our life see what's so interesting is he could have just said well I will bring some water for you to drink I will bring a small puddle that will sustain you but instead he's not talking about a puddle he's talking about a body that has movement he's talking about a body that is constantly flowing a river is a constant flowing body of water I believe that what God is going to bring for you in 2023 is not just something that is going to supply for a moment, but that it's a flow of something that is happening in your life that will not just sustain you, but will sustain everyone around you. I believe that, that those in proximity of you will even be blessed. Those that are around you will even be blessed. Going on in verse 20, it says, The wild animals in the fields will thank me, the jackals and the owls too, for giving them water in the desert. See, those around you will be blessed just because they're in proximity to you. I believe that says, yes, I will make rivers in dry wasteland so that my chosen people can be refreshed. Come on, do you want to be refreshed in 2023? I understand 2022 was hard, but I believe 2023 will be a year of refreshing in your life. That you will just walk into things with no effort, with no energy, but that God did something and you just were able to walk in the door. I believe that. So my chosen people can be refreshed refreshed. He says, I have made Israel for myself, and they will someday honor me before the whole world. See, in order to go farther, I just want to give you three simple things before we end. In order to go farther, we must first acknowledge what God has done. Number one, acknowledge what God has done. If you're going to go farther, we must look back. See, I understand this. Many people don't want to look back. When you look back, it tends to trigger you. It tends to trigger things in your life that you tried to move past, that you've tried to forget. Some of us in the past years, we don't want to look back. Some of us don't want to look back to the last 10 years. Some of us don't want to look back the last 20 years and what we've gone through. It can be painful. I understand that. I know you went through a lot. I went through a lot it's hard for me to kind of look back in those moments but I if I don't look back because let me tell you something your past is useful for many reasons And and I'm not saying to dwell on the past and I think that's where we tend to get stuck see we must look back at what he brought us through but I think a lot of us get ourselves stuck in the moments because we're dwelling in those moments we're stuck in the dwelling See, we have to acknowledge what he's brought us through. We have to acknowledge the past. We have to acknowledge those things. Acknowledge means to accept the validity or the legitimacy of. We understand we have to acknowledge the uh, the, uh, validity or the legitimacy of the past. When we don't acknowledge the past, then we can't ever really move forward because we have not recognized what we have been through and what we have come through. See, have you ever used a GPS? And I know they're more common now, uh, but when I grew up, we you know, used to have to print out a map. You used to have to print out a, uh, on MapQuest. I'm dating myself a little bit. But you used to have to go and print out on MapQuest and you have to follow direction by direction. But what's so interesting about MapQuest back then, because you printed it out, it never took into consideration your current location. So if you got off track pretty badly, you were pretty lost. But how many know today when we have GPS's in our car and in our phone and and all these things, it asks you, do you want to use your current location? Because when you use your current location, when you type in the address, when you take this uh, moment and use your current location and you're trying to get to a certain destination, it can take you to a place that you want to go, but it's not realistic about where we really are. Are. See, verse 16, it says, I am the Lord who opened the way through. See, just a reminder, it's Him that brought you through. And if you don't recognize your current location, it's hard to remember what you came through. It's hard to remember what you walked through. It's hard to remember what He brought you through. What has He brought us through? Can we just think about this for just 10 seconds? What has he brought you through in the last month? What has he brought you through in the last year? What has he brought you through in the last 10 years? Now, I was sitting at breakfast with a couple guys this past week, and we begin to talk about the things of God. And uh, a lot of these guys have gotten saved or have recommitted their lives to God in the last five to seven years. And so they begin to think through and they begin to look back at how they used to be. They said, I used to be angry. I used to be this way. But now God has changed me. And now I'm more loving and compassionate to the person I used to be angry to. And this is how I used to be. But look where God has brought me. They were so excited to talk about not only what they came through, but where God has brought them through, who they used to be and how thankful they were to God. See, I think we can ask ourselves this. I think I can ask myself this. God, how did I get through 2022? 2022 and 2021 were some of the hardest years of my life. Let me rephrase that. They were the hardest years of my life. But God said, I did it before and I can do it again. If you're going to go farther, we must acknowledge what he's brought us through, acknowledge what we've come through. See, so often we tend to just look at the highlights of our life and that's the things that help us move forward but I think sometimes we also have to look at the lowlights. We also have to look at the things, the struggles, the pains, the failures that we came through and that now we're still here, we're still standing and we're on the other side of it, I believe that. See, everything you went through, I believe that everything that you went through then brought you to this moment now. I believe that. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together. doesn't say some things. doesn't say the highlights. doesn't say the low. It says everything. He causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. See, the loss, the hurt, the pain, the battles, even the victories, God will use that to bring glory to him. He will use that to, for his purpose. He will use that in that moment. It's working for your good. See, if we're going to go farther, number one, we must acknowledge the past, but then number two, we must find a dividing line. Number two, we must find a dividing line. We must find the line of what it was. Find the line of the past. Find the line of that moment. Find the line of that past uh, mindset and failure. And then find what God is going to do to take us farther. Some of us have never found that line. But some of us, we must draw a line. I believe that in 2023, you must draw a line. This is, maybe you're saying this is the last relationship that I will ever be in that is not God-centered. Maybe some of you say this is the last time that I'm gonna live a lukewarm Christianity. I'm ready to go and I'm drawing the line. I will not go back. Maybe some of you say this is the last time that this pain from my past will affect me in this manner. Maybe this is the last time that this pain will affect my mindset, will affect my attitude, will affect who I am. You must draw a line. This is the last time that I will live a poverty mentality life, that I will move beyond even the culture of the city, that I will move beyond this poverty mentality mindset, and I will believe that what God blesses me with, I will be able to bless others with. We must draw a line. This is the last year that I'm walking in pride. This is the last year that I'm walking through uh, a broken marriage. This is the last year that I'm walking through this. Come on, some of us, we. Need need to draw the line, but some of us have been waiting on God to move, but this is the part where he's telling us that we must move. Come on, we must draw a line. Verse 18 tells us what is supposed to happen. We must acknowledge the past, but we need to draw the line on it. We must acknowledge it, but we need to draw the line. Once you draw the line, that sets the boundaries. And verse 18 tells us, but forget all that. Forget it. You can't forget all that. If you don't draw a line and allow him to move you farther beyond that, if you're going to be a person that is allowing someone from your past, maybe it's a boss, maybe it's a leader, maybe you have church hurt, I don't know what it is, but if you're going to be a person that is allowing someone free real estate in your head, you must draw a line this year of 2023. Draw a line. God is telling you, I want you. I want to use you in ministry. He's telling you, I want to use you in ministry, but you've never drawn the line uh, of devotion. You've never drawn the line uh, of, of holiness. You've never drawn the line to be devoted to him. Come here, I'm here to tell you today, draw the line. Come on, draw the line this year. If you draw the line, then God gives you permission to look back over your past and see where he can move you forward. He says, forget all that. Forget all that, forget the best moments. See, a lot of times we just wanna look at those moments. Forget the worst moments. You say, well, I was, a, I was a high school, I was a stud in high school football. Yeah, you might have been a stud in high school football, but now you're a baked potato sitting on the couch. Come on, you can't just look back at those glory days of those moments. We must draw a line. Sometimes we only wanna remember those good things, but those good things can also keep us paralyzed to what God is bringing to us. It can keep us paralyzed to the future. It says, forget all that. Why, why? because it's nothing compared to what he is going to do. What he's about to give you is not to be compared to what you had before. God is about to take you farther. Once you draw the line, he's going to allow your faith to know what's ahead of you. It's so much bigger than what was behind you. Number three, and I'm ending with this. Recognize what God is going to do. Recognize what he is going to do. See, we have to understand that this is talking about the future, it's not talking about the past. It's talking about the future. We must recognize what he is going to do. We must find the dividing line, and then what do we do? We must get a vision for our future. We must go to God in prayer. We must go to God in fasting. We must go to God in the word In the word, and get a vision for our future. See, like I said, and I'm tying it all back into last week and the beginning where I recapped. Sight is what you see with your eyes, but we need vision. We need vision. Vision is what we see with our eyes, closed. Some of us, all we have is sight. And so when all we have is what we see with these two eyes, we begin to regurgitate what we see. We begin to talk about what we see. And that's, I believe, where we can get caught. And that's what I believe some of us is our problem, because we only believe and act on what we see with our two eyes. But when I look out, and can I tell you something? And I look out in Kitchener, I look out in Hamilton, I look out in... All I see right now is a camera, but I believe on the other side of it, there is more. See, when I look out, I don't see a camera. When I look out, I don't see the audience sitting there that day. When I look out, I don't see what I see is what God has showed me. What I see is what he showed me with my eyes closed. He's given me a vision for what it is going to be, and that's who I uh, preach to. See, can I tell you something? You all are amazing. You all are great. You look amazing. I know you sound amazing when you worship, but that's... That's not the reason that I keep getting up here and giving everything that I got. Sometimes there could be 20 people in the room, but I give it everything that I got because I'm not preaching to what I see. I'm preaching to what he has showed me. And I have to, we have to believe that. We have to believe that. I'm preaching to to an audience that is hungry for God. I'm preaching to an auditorium that is filled. I'm preaching to people all over the world. That's what God has showed me in this last season as a pastor. That's what he showed me. That's what he showed me is coming so that I give everything that I got. See, if you could open your eyes of faith, not to be limited by sight, but see a place that God has given you a vision for. Come on, he's gotta give you a vision. I'm standing in a place uh, today that I didn't have a vision for. I'm standing in a place, when I go to Kitchener, I stand in a place that I didn't have a vision for, but God gave a vision even to Pastor Dave, the founding pastor of what was New Song Church, which is now Legacy Kitchener. God had ge- given him a vision over 30 years ago, and so now I get to stand in a place that God gave someone else a vision for, but he's pre- he was preparing me to step into it. See, what's so interesting, when I stand on the stage in Kitchener, or when I stand on the stage in Hamilton, uh, it, it, God prepared me for that moment. It wasn't a shock to me when we got the building in Hamilton. It wasn't a shock to me when Kitchener came and said, Hey, would, can, they, can we be a part of your family? It wasn't a shock to me because God showed me what was going to be. We have to get a vision for what God is showing us this year of 2023. I would challenge you, get a vision. If you don't have a vision for yourself, for your family, for your life, even for your finances, for your work life, get a vision this year, begin to enter in prayer, begin to enter in fasting for a a time until God shows you what he wants for you in this season. Get a vision for what God is showing you for this year. See, I believe, Some of us can be lazy. Some of us can be lethargic. We can be unaware because we don't have a vision. Vision is what wakes us up in the morning. Come on, vision is what keeps us moving, even past when we have to work extra hours. Vision is why we go and do what we go and do. When you get a vision, you'll stay up late at night. Come on, sometimes when we get a vision, we can stay up late. We forget that dinner just happened three hours ago. We work through it. When you get a vision for something, it'll be the thing that keeps you up. It'll be the thing that moves you past uh, the norms of life. To go farther, we must acknowledge what God has done. Number two, we must find the dividing line. And number three, we must recognize what God is going do to do. See, believe that when you get his vision for what he has for you in 2023, that he will take you farther than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. I believe that, that when you pair yourself, when you submit yourself, your feelings, your desires, when you submit everything to him, that I believe that he will take you farther this year than ever before. And I believe that you need to stand on that. See, what he showed you, whatever you wrote down in your journal, whatever you wrote down for your vision for 2023 that he showed you, stand. Stand on that and don't back down when when somebody comes to try to push you off and say oh no that's impossible stand on the vision that God has given you for 2023 see how is God going to move you farther this year I want to ask you that question how is he going to move you farther this year what business maybe do you need to start that you've tried to start before but he's he not called you to it but he said now's the year now is the time what business are you going to start what strongholds do we need to conquer this year what what's what Strongholds, what mindsets, what attitudes, what character issues do we need to conquer this year? What mindsets are gonna be left behind this year? What things from your past can no longer come and keep you up at night? What things uh, uh, from your past, what hurts, what pains need to be pushed aside this year, need to be, uh, that line needs to be drawn that you can, hey, I look back, I went through that, but I'm going forward to what God has called me to. What relationships maybe have to go this year? Maybe some of you are walking in relationships that you've been trying to get out of, that have been abusive, maybe they're, they're just no communication at all. What relationships do you need to get out of this year? What job is coming this year for you? What job is it that you've been believing for, that you've been standing with God? God, I believe that this job is for me. Open up the door. Can I, say, can I say something? What house are you believing God for this year? Some of you have been stuck in the same dungy old basement apartment for a long time. God is believing, calling you farther this year. What house? Come on, write the vision down. Make it plain. What are you believing God for this year to deal with yourself and your life? I believe that if you have a vision, if you make it plain, if you write it down, that God will push it farther than you could ever ask think, or imagine. I believe in 2023, it'll be the year that God will take you Farther. can I pray for you today? God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you've given us, this word of farther this year and deeper. I believe that uh, as we go deeper in your word, as we go deeper in our relationships with you, as we go deeper in our community, as we go deeper, uh, as we pray, and as we get more from you, Lord, that I believe that you will take us farther than ever before. So God, we just thank you for every person that is in this room. We thank you for every person that is in the sound of my voice. God, I just thank you so much that as you go with them this week, whatever they're going into, whatever they're walking into, whether it be school, whether it be work, whether it be family, that you are with them. And I believe that you will take them farther in this year of 2023. God, we just thank you for everything that you are doing. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more, subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on our website at lgcy.church.